in the tapestry of right and wrong. Morality weaves its timeless song. Threads of virtue woven with care guide us through life a compass rare. Choices painted in shades of grace, ethical hues in life's vast space, a moral compass steadfast and bright, illuminating the path in virtue's light. Yet shadows linger, temptations call, testing our resolve and our morale in our morale's wall. In the crucible of choices made, characters forged and morals laid, so let the symptoms, the symphony of conscious play, a melody that echoes through each day. In the dance of right and wrong's ballet, morality leads us the noble way. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jimmy J, and that man over there is none other than the Wiffle Ball Hall of Famer himself, Joe McGuire. <laughs> I love it. How are we doing, Joey? Um, excellent. Thank you, sir. Okay, so my little opening little poem there was about morality, if you couldn't pick on it, pick up on it. So guess what we're going to talk about first? Da, 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 the most anticipated name list ever. Yeah. Ever. I think in history, right? We just got done with the Christmas season. Nobody cares about the naughty nice list. This is the only list anybody cares about, the Epstein list. So let's get into this bad boy. Have you seen this yet, Joe? Um, I saw what shocked me today, the name David Copperfield. <laughs> which so, it's it, his tricks are back in the news. Right? Hey, man, yeah. if there's one way to get back in the public eye, I guess this is it. I don't know if this is the way you want to do it. But before we like it, I want to say, I, I want to throw a kind of a disclaimer out there. This is the actual truth, right? So the document released by the court was 943 pages. I read, I've skimmed over about 350 of them. And all it is is depositions, okay? This this does not pass the CSI test. So what, what I mean by that, there is no like, here's the, you know, here's the video proof of Bill Clinton or Donald Trump with these girls, right? There is none, right. there's no video proof. There's no recordings, like the, so the CSI factor is null and void here. This is basically all it is is well, literally what it is is depositions of eyewitnesses, victims, suspects, all right, and then their accounts of what happened. So, for example, your 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 David Copperfield uh, little joke there, Quib, which he was actually listed in the documents was because he was at a party and the literally the question by the the attorney was did you ever see Jeffrey Epstein and David Copperfield speaking together no and, and that was it so yes he was mentioned in the deposition so before we jump off the handle here right before we be like oh i knew Donald Trump was on that list i knew he was banging i mean look he very well could be i'm not saying he didn't but before we start accusing these people, this is not what this list is, okay? This list is simply people that were noted in depositions. They weren't even, I wouldn't even call it the associate list, right? People that were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. It is right. literally people that were, you know, like for example, Leonardo DiCaprio, Carl Sagan, right? 
Um, who was the there was a Stephen Hawking? Yes. All right, Stephen Hawking. What in the even if let's say for argument's sake that he flew to Epstein's island, was he actually going to do anything? <laughs> right. So come on, let's 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 think about this here. Right. Why is Stephen Hawking's name in this deposition? I don't know. Because Jeffrey Epstein was a large fan of Stephen Hawking, thought he was brilliant, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever heard of, you know, Jeffrey Epstein speaking of this person? Yeah. Then that was it. Right. There are literally, uh, you know, 943 pages. And out of the 943 pages, there are literally people named one time, right? Literally just one time at a party. That was it. Right. I think the most Leonardo DiCaprio was named was twice. And then it was the same as like Cameron Diaz. Some of the celebrities were, you know, they were all at this single party. Was Jeffrey Epstein socializing? Did you see Jeffrey Epstein socializing with these people? And the answers were no. That's it. Then they moved right on to the next celebrity in the room. Right. So it was a Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Yes. Did you see Jeffrey Epstein associate with him? No. Okay. It was Cameron Diaz there. Same question. And that was it. And then the rest of the 600 pages, you know, they're moving on to other people and other that I haven't gotten into yet. So I, before we get into, you know, talking about this, understand we're not accusing anybody of anything. This, this, this list is not accusing anybody of anything. A, there are uh, uh, legal professionals out there that say this stuff might never even be it might not have ever been admissible in court so take take it all with a grain of salt here is what i basically well that's really interesting i was i i didn't realize that i i read a couple of articles on it uh the headlines mostly that i saw today were trump and clinton named an epstein list not accused of wrongdoing. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it was, uh, this was very like kind of anticlimactic because I think we thought we were going to get a list of here's all the dirty birdies. And, uh, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking earlier today. Dirty birdies. And I, you know, there's a lot of people, and sometimes they're joking, but you hear the joke a lot, you know, if he didn't kill himself. Yeah, I look, I under I, I believe me when I tell you, Jimmy. The the Clintons, they're shady people. Okay. Hillary, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. I I can't ignore that body count. Okay. There's a there's a lot going on there. Um way too cool. So I'll I'll always I'll always kind of wonder. And I understand why people make the joke. And and again, you know, there's there are people who probably did want Jeffrey Epstein dead. But this was a guy who traveled around the world, had everything he wanted. There was no restrictions on this guy sexually uh, or financially. He was loaded. He was connected. Nothing. He had his own island, as everybody knows by now, had places in New York City and Florida and friends all over the world. He could go anywhere he wanted, do anything he wanted. And he was being locked up. Ten by I would have killed myself, too. I understand some of the conditions are suspect, the cameras, the guards, whatever the case may be. I understand, but it's also highly probable that that guy killed himself because being a, a molester in jail 
is Oof. one of the least desirable things you could be. In so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well, no, there. The, so the, the the you know the old saying "honor amongst thieves." There actually is honor amongst thieves, right? Like you go to jail for murder, one okay, whatever. Nobody nobody really cares. You're just one of the run of the mill guys in there. If you go to if you go to jail for like child molestation or something like that, you have a target on your back. Those guys normally get put in a special section of jails because they're going to get shanked within 24 hours. You know, I mean, that's just, people just do not put up with these kind of things. So uh, I am going to, oh God, I, you know, the Aaron Hernandez situation kind of leads me to uh, lean towards, he actually did kill himself, right? Because of what you just said. Yeah. I mean, think about it, man. We don't have that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> right. We'll probably never have that kind of lifestyle. And the idea of me being in a 10 by 10 cell every day was enough to kill myself. Right. And that's that's just me. Yeah. So I don't know, man. The coincidences, though, right? There's just there's a lot of them surrounding that one particular evening. So, you know, flip a coin in my opinion, man. You know what I'm saying? Flip a coin. So, yeah. And we'll never know. We'll probably, you know, we'll never know. I'm well, and here's the thing. Way. Here's the thing. The official record says he killed himself. Yes. And it's highly unlikely anyone's ever going to change that, which is always going to lead to conspiracy theories and conjecture as to what what's being covered up, what may have happened. But you're right. We're not ever, we're never going to know. Even you um, know, a guard can come out right now and be like, yeah, I was paid off by these people to go. And there's still going to be doubt. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. still going to be people like, no, no, he killed himself. You know, I mean, there's still, there's, there. Unless Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, 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 and told well, us. Himself, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I was reading uh, an article earlier today that was debunking a lot of the stuff going on about Jeffrey Epstein. And one rumor, which I don't know if you're aware of or maybe was even alluding to, or maybe you don't know, uh, there's been reports he lives in New Mexico and has been spotted, and they debunk that. <laughs> um, you know, there there's... Him, uh, him and Elvis, right? Yeah, exactly. So, him yeah. Tupac. <laughs> Here's the thing I, I think a lot of people forget, too. I mean, this guy was a pedophile. Yeah. This guy was as much about himself and getting his than anything else. And so, I, you know, again, I don't know what we were looking for. We thought, what, Stephen Hawking and Tom Hanks and Oprah went to that place for an orgy? Ill. Uh, I don't. I no, never thought it was going to be that. I don't think we were looking for that. What I think we were looking for was some kind of validation, right? Because let's just say, for example, you got Prince Andrew on the list. Is there anybody out there that believes Prince Andrew wasn't involved in that whole thing? Honestly. Well, you- he's, I think, the one... Um. He's the one person who really uh, is is screwed in all this. And, you know, we we know uh, what is her name? 
Oh, the the young lady that that yeah. Uh, there you go, Virginia. Yeah, she um. Interestingly enough, she I mean she broke the thing on on Prince Andrew, and uh, I we all know he was doing some shady things, and his mother basically kicked him out of the royal family. So that I think that's all the evidence that we'll ever need there. So she also indicated Alan Dershowitz. And after a long, lengthy legal process and some conversation, she dropped the charges. And I got to tell you, Jim, I a little bit feel like there might have been a financial settlement in this situation. And I'm completely speculating. But well, here's I know this. I know that the royal family has paid a crap ton of money to people to, uh, to not talk about Prince Andrew. Okay. I know yeah. that. Um, that's been widely reported. So Alan Dershowitz has not been reported anywhere. I mean, we've heard conjecture. We've heard rumor. We've heard speculation. I know that Jeff or that Alan Dershowitz was named probably more than anybody on that first 70 names, right? The first 70 names were were released on that list. So his name was probably said and referenced more than anybody's, but you got to remember that was Epstein's lawyer. So he's going to be named more than anybody because he's going to be more involved than anybody. You know what I'm saying? In the whole Epstein. Yeah, but that girl literally said, that that guy had sex with her when she was 13. And then again, recanted, but it was a couple of years later after he had filed the suit uh, and, and there had been negotiation back and forth. And so again, may, maybe, maybe it was a shakedown. Uh, it could have been a lot of things, but here's the, here's the problem. But this is what we were expecting. Of course. But right. I mean, we know things happened. And, and uh, like you said, a lot of this was, you know, did you ever meet Bill Clinton? Yes. Was he on the island? No. Did he do anything messed up? No. Gave the guy a massage. Was he weird? No. He's a perfect gentleman. We, we, somebody had to be doing the weird stuff. And, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm a little confused by. Is That's it, what everybody it, was expecting, right? Everybody what? was expecting the weird guys to come out on this list. And that, well, I don't want to say expecting. That's what everybody was hoping. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's what everybody was hoping for. And it just, you know, unfortunately, that just wasn't it. What this was was a very boring deposition file, right? Uh, it, I mean, 940. I, I do. I'm not going to read all 940. I'm not even going to skim all 940. I did about 340. I think I'm good. I got the gist of what's going on, right? When they come out and say, look, here's the list of bad guys. Here's the list of freaking perpetrators. Then I'll delve into it a little bit more, right? But before we move on to our next topic, I do want to mention this last thing about the whole Epstein thing list, because I know that there are thousands and millions, right? There are millions of people out there right now going, I know Joe Biden and Al Gore and Bill Clinton were on that list because the freaking Democrats, liberals. And then I know there's people going, I know Donald Trump was on that list because freaking Republican, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to say this about this whole thing. 
if you're looking at this from a political standpoint, you have literally allowed the government to seep in and dictate your morals for you, and you have lost the who you are as a person. Think about this. Your morality is hanging on the political party, not the people that are in the political party at this point, just a title of a political party. You have no morals. You have no scruples. You have no values. You have lost who you are as a person. This is not a political topic. It should never be. It should never have been. It should, and it, it just, No, right? This is, are you a freaking scumbag or are you not? Are you evil or are you not? Are you a pedophile or are you not? There is no Republican, there is no Democrat, there is no politics involved in this. And again, keep it out of it because it doesn't belong there. And if you start injecting it, you're the problem. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair thing to say. And again, look, we shouldn't be rooting for people to be child molesters. Thank you. That is bad. We should want and listen uh, again. I think Trump and Clinton are weird, dirty old men. <laughs> okay, that's not a crime. <coughs> Joe, Joe Biden's also one of those creepy, weird old men. I get it. Okay, smelling kids' hair that is a little weird. It's a little creepy. It, a pedophile wouldn't do that in in front of a, a nationwide audience, though. They would be smart enough to to not do that. Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, we're also talking to a guy who doesn't remember where we where he is half the time. But, but again, I think the idea of you know, look, that's a great. You want to discredit somebody? Call him a pedophile. Yeah, that's yeah, that's easy. That's you know what I mean. And and I I don't. I'm an evidence guy. I'm an you evidence guy. All the time on here. It's important to me. I don't, I, I, I like to see evidence. And if you're going to try to paint a picture of somebody based off of, you know, opinion or stuff you heard uh, that to me doesn't pass the muster at all. I don't, I don't like it. And, um, I think it's unfortunate that that sort of stuff happens. And yeah. Uh, again, I think people being, you know, look, it would be great for Democrats to, to take out the Clintons or to take out Joe Biden because he's a pedo. It's not going to pan out for you. Uh, Donald Trump uh, recently, the, you know, E. Jean Carroll thing that did not affect his brand at all. <laughs> OK, um, whatever you think, listen, whatever you think happened there. And I'm 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 not sure I. I'm not sure I buy it. Okay, I'll, I'll be quite honest. She's a flaky person. You know, uh, Bill Burr, I was watching a thing he said recently, uh, like in a comedy bet, and it was pretty funny. He was like, believe all women. How about like 88% of them? <laughs> all women? Um, and I look, you know, it, it we're at a time now where, Right. Like that kind of stuff comes up. Right. And it's like, you know, like you're, 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 uh, you're toxic masculinity. If you don't believe women. And it's like, well, no, I mean, we still have to look at things skeptically. We still need to see evidence. I've I say this all the time, Jim, you know, look, if, if Clinton or Trump had done something wrong, it would be in the 900 pages. 
we could kind of put a lot of that to rest. There's a good chance there's nothing to see here, unfortunately. And I know everybody on both sides of the aisle, A, like to paint the other guys being like weird with the kids. This is not a this is not a political position. This is a sickness. And you know, Republicans and Democrats, elected officials on both sides over the last 30 years have been busted with kids and doing weird stuff. Legal. And so it's it's this is not a party thing. And and we gotta stop trying to turn like we're so divided that we wanna like pedophiles, Democrats thing. No, Republicans and the pent up frustration. It's you know what I mean? It's like you're just saying stupid stuff back and forth. You're not really pushing the conversation along. Right. And I think that's the worst part. And again, the trying to just demean people. Look, I'm going to do a bit on Trump later on um, about real things. I've got real issues with Donald Trump and none of it's the fluff stuff. It's real concerns that people should have about Donald Trump, not any of the garbage and I, I, here's why I, I've always been suspect of the Democrats too, Jim, right? It's like, you had this guy twice, you, you impeached him, didn't do anything with it. It's like, you're going through the motions, you're making people hate the guy. And on the other side, you're making people become even more loyal to the guy, which is the opposite of what you're trying to do. So why are you doing that? You know, it, it. I think this is important for people to truly understand. And I think we're seeing this now more than we ever have before. You, you, you guys a lot talk about this Una party thing, which I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. I talk about it. Yes. Sure. I, but I, I don't think it's a concerted effort. You know, George Carlin once said, you don't need a conspiracy here. If everybody's interests align, and we're all in the same yacht clubs and country clubs and we're all millionaires and we know who to take care of. We don't need a meeting to discuss the agenda. We know what we have to do in our jobs and we can argue back and forth and do the things that benefit them. Most of the people who are in Congress are the 1% Bernie Sanders hates out all the time those are the problem people those are the people that get into office and help the rich out even more and we end up fighting over abortion which again is the stupidest hill to die on if you're a republican uh it, it in so many states and and increasingly with both democrats and independents you're unelectable with a stance like that why would you take it you know uh, I'll answer that later. You can. We criticize people who are one one issue voters. Yes. But if you're a politician and you're going to lose on one issue, shut your mouth. Well, that I agree with. I can understand if the issue comes up and arises, though. Look, at I, I would rather... You know how I feel about abortion. I'm a pro-choice guy, right? But personally, I would never get an abortion. I don't believe in abortion. I would never recommend anybody get an abortion. I would never push my wife to get an abortion. Nothing, right? None of that. I'm just, I personally am anti-abortion. However, my politics are 
you know, pro-choice. So with that being said, would I die on that hill? I would die on my on the hill of integrity. So if I was pushed, but you don't believe in abortion. No, I, I don't. Well, this is why I don't. And I would put I, I would die on that hill of why I believe I don't believe in abortion, why I wouldn't choose to get an abortion. However, I would also die in that same exact hill that I am pro-choice, that I am pro-choices, pro-freedom. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just pro-choice in abortion. I'm pro-choice in a lot of things. And that's the way everybody should be, right? Yeah. My And that's just my not-so-humble opinion. But, you know, I, I I would die on a hill for integrity. I would. But that's just who I am. That's just the type of man that I am, person that I am. So, yeah, again, I, I... Those people that don't want to die on that hill, do I respect them? Yeah. Do I think they're politically crazy? Yeah. <laughs> one of my <laughs> biggest issues true. with... One of my biggest issues with the Republican Party is how they will seemingly stand by their convictions and, and lose. And you, you well, that's an admirable thing. I want to be represented in Connecticut by at least one congressperson. We only have five of them. They're all Democrats and they have been for 30 years. And as long as Republicans run at that level and say... They're pro-choice. They have a 0% chance of getting elected and pushing our, Jim, collective interests. Are they? I mean, no, I agree. A whole, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But, I know, you know, it's a very it's a very hard choice for me, Joe. It is because I firmly believe in morals, character, and, and, and uh, integrity. You know this about me. Would I rather have somebody win dishonestly or lose with integrity? That because that's not, the question. Listen, that's it's not question. dishonesty. You know, it's funny. You and I both spent some time with Bob Stefanowski, the Republican candidate for governor last fall, who is personally pro-life, and on his platform said, I respect the Roe v. Wade thing, I woman's right to choose. So as a candidate, I'm basically pro-choice. I'm not going to overturn the laws here. People didn't believe him. I know. He they, said it a million they, times. He couldn't say it enough times, unfortunately. Yeah. And I told you, right towards the end, I mean, he was talking about salt deductions and things that I was super into, and I thought, too bad you're going to get crushed. And he did. Uh, worse than he did the first time through. And so it's like, it's unfortunate that, that he spent so much of his time unable to discuss the issues because he was constantly trying to explain his position yep. on abortion. Yep. And uh, to me, that's a terrible disservice to the voters of Connecticut. And you could blame the media for that if you want, you know, um, but it came up a lot. You know what I blame for that? I blame that. I, I just, it's, which is funny saying this against Bob Stefanowski, but he just ran up against too much money. You can't beat a $40 million campaign, man. I don't care who you are. When you have the grandson of JP Morgan Chase, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
When you have the grandson of the person who owned the Titanic, <laughs> right? Come on. It's hard when you, when you have that much money, it's hard. It's hard to go up. Sure. And that. So I don't, and I don't blame, I don't blame uh, Lamont because he used uh, what he of had to him. I blame the system and having too much big corporate money allowed into the system, into the campaign system. We need to do away with that. I think if we need to start there, I think we need to start there before we even talk about term limits because you do away with that money, then not a lot of people might want to stick around for 20 freaking years. <laughs> So you might not need term limits. You might actually have people that want to do the job. Well, right. I mean, what is the job? The job is to win votes. The job is to push the party agenda. And if you're in the House of Representatives, you're up for re-election every two years. And so you basically get elected. You go to Washington. You go to the orientation. You get committee assignments. And then six months later, you're back on the road campaigning again. And that's, you know, I'll tell you right now, I would like to see them move Congress to a four-year term. I think they need to. I honestly do. Yeah, I, I, I think these people end up spending too much time fundraising. They spend too much time at the border or in sanctuary cities. Or at Planned Parenthood on one side or the other. And it's like, do your job. Do your job. The Republicans spend a great deal of time right now pissing about the Biden family. No real plan of action on inflation, which slowly but surely is trickling down to nothing. You know, here, here's the thing, Jim. The Republicans have allowed the economy to improve. Gas prices are down. Food prices are down. The consumer. I want to talk conf- about that. I want to talk about consumer gas. confidence is up fourteen percent. That's because they don't understand. But go the, on. That might be the case, Jim. But listen, things are getting better, and you know what the Republicans did through it all, and it's been a grind. And I look, I still say I think gas prices still too high. I still think food prices are too high. But I know this, and I think voters will in November. The Republicans didn't do anything so in the I, way of helping that problem out. And that ultimately, that's not what the election is going to come down to, Jim. <laughs> but if it did, that's definitely a mark against the Republicans. Look, I really want to get to the flip side here, but I, I want to talk about this so bad. But we'll, we'll bring it up after the flip side. How about that? Can we do that? All right. Because yeah. right, you want to do you want to I want to hear your spiel here. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. What can I play? Let's do this one. All right. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we return, we're going to hear the flip side with Wiffleball Hall of Famer Joe Aguirre. <laughs> There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, 
Call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. On the last episode, I said Donald Trump has an equal chance of being president in 2024 as he does being in prison. And someone called me out on that, so let me correct the record. He has a much better chance of going to jail. That's a liberal's wet dream and establishment Republicans. Special counsel uh, Jack Smith has been leading two federal probes related to Trump, both of which resulted in charges. That never gets old. The first charges uh, result from investigations that came back in June when Trump was indicted on charges he mishandled top secret documents at Mar-a-Lago. The indictment alleged Trump repeatedly enlisted aides and lawyers to help him hide records demanded by investigators and even showed off a Pentagon plan of attack and a declassified map. That is not the actual photo. <laughs> it went something like that, Jim. <laughs> now, a superseding indictment issued in July added charges accusing Trump of asking for surveillance footage at his Mar-a-Lago estate be deleted after FBI and Justice Department investigators visited in June 2022 to collect classified documents that he took with him when he left the White House. The new indictment also charged him with illegally holding on to a document he's alleged to have shown off to visitors in New Jersey. That's also not the real picture. Uh, in all, Trump faces 40 felony charges in the classified document case. The most serious charge carries a penalty of up to 40 years in prison. We can dream. Smith's second case against Trump was unveiled in August when the former president was indicted on felony charges for working to overturn the results of the 2020 election in the run-up to the violent insurrection uh, by his supporters January 6th of 2021. He's saying, go home, everybody, and be nice. The four-count indictment includes charges of conspiracy to defraud the United States government and conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. The congressional certification of Joe Biden's victory. It describes how Trump repeatedly told supporters and others that he won the election despite knowing that he what he was saying was a lie and that he tried to persuade state officials, then Vice President Mike Pence, and then finally Congress to overturn the legitimate results. After a Weeks-long campaign of lies about the election results, prosecutors alleged that Trump sought to exploit the violence at the Capitol by pointing to it as a reason to further delay the counting of votes that sealed his defeat. <laughs> In the charging documents, prosecutors referenced a half-dozen <laughs> unindicted co-conspirators, including lawyers inside and outside of government, who said they had worked with Trump to undo the election results, and advanced legally dubious schemes to enlist slates of fake electors in battleground states that were won by Biden. Trump became the first former U.S. president in history to face criminal charges when he was indicted in New York in March on state charges stemming from hush money payments made during the 2016 presidential election to bury allegations of extramarital encounters. That's a real photo. <laughs> yeah, that's one, that one's real. He pleaded not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. Each of those counts is punishable by four years in jail. 34 times four. Do the math. Although it's not clear if a judge would, would impose any prison 
if Trump were to be convicted. Now, Trump is charged alongside 18 other people, including former New York governor, or New York mayor, rather, Rudy Giuliani, as well as former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, with violating the state's anti-racketeering law by scheming to illegally overturn his 2020 election loss. The indictment handed up in August accuses Trump or his allies of suggesting Georgia's Republican Secretary of State could find enough votes for him to win the battleground state, harassing an election worker who faced false claims of fraud, and attempting to persuade Georgia lawmakers to ignore the will of the voters and appoint a new slate of electors of electoral college uh, favorable to Donald Trump. And unfortunately, this is how people in the Republican Party, despite all of those terrible things I told you, that's the way they see it. Trump in a landslide as the nominee. Jim, I feel like the Republican Party is not really realistically looking at the possibility that on any one of these charges, if he's convicted, he could be in going to jail. He's not a good nominee. And I tell you this, I think if given the choice between Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Raswamy, and even Chris Christie against Joe Biden, you could be a Republican in the White House. I think the only guy who Joe Biden can beat is on trial for his life right now. I don't. First off, great have piece. at it, my friend. Have at it. Great piece, by the way. That was Thank well you. put together. Well done. Uh, I don't disagree with you a hundred percent. Look, everybody knows, and I, I'm not the biggest Trumper fan, right? I mean, you. Yeah. I've said this for years with you, right? I've talked about it for years. I mean, Trump's character is Trump's character. He is who he is. He's been this way since the beginning of time. And he learned it from his father, <laughs> of all people, right? Who, if you're from New York, you know all about him. You know all about him. You all know about him. By the way, Trump's father and Rudy Giuliani did have a nice little run-in back in the day. Neither here nor there. It, it was more of a urban legend, you know, with but anyways, never mind. Uh, do I disagree with you that Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump? No, I don't disagree with you. I think he might be able to. I do. I don't think that Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to make it too easy on him, though. Right? I think that's going to be our X factor here that was not in the 2020 election that nobody is actually talking about right now. I mean, if you look in the key battleground states, he's polling over 20. He's over 20%. Right, and this is the, in the general. That's unheard of for an independent here. Yeah, who is he? And you know, so who is he going to pull from? That's the that is going to be, and here in the you know, and that's you know, the debate is still open there. We don't know if he's going to pull more from uh, uh, the more moderate Democrats, right, from Biden, or the more moderate Republicans. Than the, you know the true anti-vaxxers, which by or the way, worse, or worse, an equal bit of both, right? Which again exactly. keeps them neck and neck, and you're just pulling people who were like neither. <laughs> yeah, again, listen, I think 
I think that the Republican Party is making a huge mistake. Paul Ryan just came out and said it. Mitt Romney just came out and said it. And, you know, every time somebody. Listen, you're polling at 61 percent, dude. He's you don't like this. Do you go against your constituents? I'll tell you right now what you you do. Your constituents, you thoughts and prayers. And you really load up on the prayers here and you ask God to either take take brother Donald home or you hope one of these things hits. He gets he gets sentenced to prison and you're like, we got to drop you now. Uh, You understand. Or maybe he's smart enough to step aside if he's convicted. What What happens? Because this is a very, very, very likely scenario here, Joe. He goes to jail and his poll numbers go up. Wouldn't shock me. People Again, have, listen. There has been a case of where, a, you know, there was a presidential election ran, a presidential campaign ran from jail. I mean, he lost. There was a murderer last year in Texas who oh, killed man. his wife, went to jail, and still got elected. So it's legal. And it's like, you know. We're I from think- the state of Connecticut. Let's talk about Bridgeport here for a second. Sure, sure. Look, things weird stuff happens all the time. I'm not even talking about the voting crap. I'm talking about the the candidate himself. The man went to jail for fraud for how many years, and then got reelected. Yeah, the year he got out, they love him now, and they love him. He's great. Like, but he went. He literally got convicted of fraud while in the mayor's office. Yeah, and got reelected. Yeah, so. You want to talk about Republicans being uh, voters? Come on, man. It's I mean, let's just go right down the middle. Let's pull it. You know, we'll play Moses here. Part that Red Sea, and it'll be equal. On both. The stupidity well is split evenly here when it comes to voting. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. Right. And I asked you this. You have sixty-one percent of your voting base. Saying that they want Donald Trump as your as our nominee, do you go against your constituency? If especially if your district is overwhelmingly saying they want Trump, right? And you're up for re-election, what do you do then? So here's here's the thing. I think, and I, I'm speculating here. Okay, I talk to a lot of people. You know this, and you know a lot of my. You included a lot of my closest friends are Republicans. And I feel like a lot of them are defensive of Trump because he's always on the attack. And I always say, well, he does up things. That's why he's always uh, always being come after. It's it's his own it's his own doing Uh, as much as he yells witch hunt. It's like, stop doing all these witchy things and they'll stop hunting you. It's as simple as that. Look, when it comes to him asking the Georgia Secretary of State to find 11,801 votes or whatever he needed, I mean, it's on tape. It's on tape. It's literally him on tape trying to pressure this guy to make up votes. That's bad. And, And I'll tell you what, and this is what upsets me, and this is a big part of the reason why. I don't associate with the Republican Party. You talked about integrity at the beginning of the show. You guys know full well this is a flawed candidate. 
This is a bad human being. This is a man who could potentially be convicted of defrauding the United States government. You guys think it's appropriate to run that person because you want to own the libs. And he seems to be the only guy that can really do it. And I think that's really sad. And this is, this is where most of my liberal friends are wrong. Like it's not, this is, it's not, most of the Republicans that I know are not going out there going, we got to vote whoever's going to win, i.e. this case, Donald Trump, just to screw the liberals. It's not why they're voting for him, man. It's not. Whether you agree with it or not, right? Real median income grew 7.9% under Trump, right? This is for the black community. GDP just the GDP the is up four point GDP is up four point nine percent year over year under Biden. That is unheard of growth the in an economy. Level was seven point nine percent. All right, and it's come back down to five point four under Biden. So has it risen? Is it risen? Yes, because you got to remember everything tanked during COVID. Now, if you want to blame Trump for that, be my idiot guest and go go right ahead. Right, Don't Trump didn't that. invent COVID. Don't Trump say didn't that. invent COVID. I don't know who. Would ever even consider hold that. on, anyway, hold on. If you I, want I have to, said to you, hold on. I've said to you a whole bunch of times Joe Biden inherited a bad situation that led to inflation. Okay, not necessarily Donald Trump's fault. We know the, the COVID stimulus checks were problematic in that people no, didn't no, no. necessarily use them to pay their bills. Uh, people went out and spent money that they shouldn't have spent, and that's what really blew up the inflation. Okay, but I've said repeatedly it this happened on Joe Biden's watch. Joe Biden's ultimately responsible. COVID started under Donald Trump and the economy tanked. His fault. Yes. Yes. Again, I don't I I I, and Jim, you know, I don't like the guy. That was a very unique situation and nobody knew how to handle it. I'm not going to I'm not going to hang that on Donald Trump too much. I'm 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 not. Obviously, things were not going to go well when we were locked in our homes. And he was not a big supporter of doing that. So I'll give him a pass on some of it. But again, if we're going to blame Joe Biden and say he's responsible for inflation, we we will throw a little bit on on Trump with the COVID. So let's be fair. Yeah, we always have the one point seven trillion dollar stimulus package that Trump put, you know, that Trump did during for COVID relief. That was the start of inflation. I've always said that. I've never been dishonest about that. I've, but I've always said that Joe Biden's spending after that $1.7 trillion, which really, in my opinion, and other, you know, and I'm not saying I'm an economist by any stretch of the imagination at all. Other you economists you said, wouldn't be wrong to say a lot of economic or economists have, have will agree with you. Yeah. Right. I, I, that, I think if you're being any, honest, any I think most people unnecessary though right it was unnecessary the excessive spending by joe biden exacerbated and i've yeah have you and i've always been careful to use that word to be intellectually honest yeah trump 1.7 trillion started inflation joe biden's excessive spending and the liberal excessive spending exacerbated it to a point of a level that you never needed to go to it should never have gotten to. But just, I'm just saying, 
right now, black unemployment rate is at 12.1%, spiking at an all-time high last May is 16.8. This is last year, not during COVID. It's 16.8 under Joe Biden, 7 or 2.6 under Donald Trump, right? The economy grew 1.3. Uh, I'm sorry. The black uh, black household medium income rose. Where did it say? Uh, 12.1%, right? Uh, yeah, the highest level under any president in history. If you want to know why people want to vote for Donald Trump, it's because they don't care what he tweeted at two in the freaking morning while taking a dump. They cared that their wallets were fatter. They were able to buy more, right? They were able to go on more vacations. They were able to do more with their money. They were able to spend more time not working as hard. Sure. It's a lack of integrity. It's like, I don't care about anybody else or that thing as long as I get mine. That's a lack of integrity, and you know it. And that's the opposite of the way that you are, and you know that. That's a selfishness. I'm not saying yeah. it's right. I'm saying this is why people are voting for him. And overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly now, uh, black and Hispanic voters are trending towards Trump. Unbelievably, I think, I think they they've heard those numbers, and I think some of those numbers they are a little dubious, but they they've heard that he's insisted that he was the the best president for blacks in this country. You hear it repeated enough. And your situation isn't really getting any better under Biden. It's easy to believe that whether it's true or not, it's easy to believe that it was measurable to them, right? It was measurable to their savings accounts, to their credit card balances, to the food in their cabinets. Jim, we're very, we're very dismissive as a society, uh, right? Of well, that's anecdotal evidence, but everybody's personal experience is ultimately what's going to make somebody decide something. And like I said, if you're black and you feel like things haven't gotten any better, maybe they've gotten worse for you under Biden. And you don't necessarily care or you're like, yeah, he's pretty pimp. I I like the, the, he just says what he says. That's a perfectly qualified candidate to you. Except for he's facing 94 felony charges. That's a lot of felony charges to think he's going to not any one of those is going to land because if one lands, he's a convicted felon. Do you want Marion Barry? Do you want Joe Gannum? Or do you want a, do you want a quality candidate that, that will make you feel good when you sleep at night? When you do away with religion and you do away with people's morals that we just talked about, when you do away with, because let's face it, Joe. Whether you believe in God or not, that thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall. It was a pretty good guideline, right? It was a pretty good set of rules that you could probably base a life on and probably stay out of a lot of trouble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you I'll do point out now that Hammurabi had all that in his code and he wasn't a god. When you he do away with all those religions, when you do away, when you say religion is just. I don't know. What do you call it? Stupid. Sometimes. When you have, and you take away morals. Nobody cares. This is what you get. You get a society of selfish people. I don't, I don't know if you're you trying to bait me right now. I feel like you're trying to bait me a little bit. I really I'm do. Um, I feel like you're I'm, trying to bait me. If you want to have 
this no, debate, we're not going. We're not we, going. We're not doing it now. If, but if you want to have this debate uh, as to where morals come from, I I'd be happy to do an entire episode. You could bring a priest, a rabbi, and an imam. I I I would love to have the conversation because this idea, you know, you're you're referring to Judeo Christian values ah. and morals, and because and again, as I said, look, you can go back seven thousand years ago, long before Moses was up on Mount Sinai. We already knew murder was wrong, and rape, yeah. and stealing those were already forbidden in organized society so it predates religion continue please that's all i got that's oh, all okay. i, to say. I, thought, I okay. would love so, to spend a okay. whole hour so I have a i'll explain you're right i you know you you and i had a fight one night on this show because i said religion was stupid and you asked me not to say it and i donald trumped i doubled down and that show ended uh, with you and I engaged in a screaming fight and we didn't talk for like 20 minutes after the show. Uh, and then I, I finally broke and I apologized and you were like, you don't have to apologize. It's a show. We're going to have debates. And that's when I knew how cool you really were. Um, but you're baiting me right now. And you're like, we're up against I, the I don't wanna, here. I don't want to go the religious route. I don't, I don't, I'm going to skip that. I will. I want to, there was something else that I more, <laughs> I really wanted to talk about. And I, you know, and the, the whole, uh, the whole religious thing. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. For some reason, I, uh, I, I've become a lot more. And religious, I guess you can say. There was a point in my life where I didn't talk to God, where I you was anti. Did you find him? No, I didn't really necessarily find him. Right, because I, I, I've always believed that he was there. Right, I, there was just a point where I just broke with the Catholic Church, with you know, with organized religion, which technically I'm still not cool with organized religion but in terms of you know jesus christ you know being a roman catholic or being a catholic i which i am you know there was times where i did not want to be now i was so anti-religion it was you know but when people have gone through the things that i've gone through and you have to deal with the things later in life that I'm having to deal with. I'm it's I am finding personally finding peace in religion, in in my religion. Okay, and I don't know if that makes sense to you. I have a lot of okay. I was 20 years in the Marines. I went to war a couple times. I've done some bad shit in my life. Some you know, I've had to do some bad things. So I have a hard time dealing with things now, you know, later on. And I'm finding peace and I'm finding comfort through God. And not so much necessarily Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, blah, blah, you know, praying every day. But just feeling like I believe that somebody's out there, you know. And 
I, I don't know. It's really weird. And we'll get into this conversation another time if you really want to. I, I, we don't have to. Trust me. I would love to. You're obviously yeah. very emotional about this. And and listen, in uh, let me just say this before we end the show because you said I said religion is stupid, and and I I un. I, I think religion's important to some people. And I think people that rely on religion or people that use religion to, to get through stuff, I get it. And, you know, I here's what I always tell people. Sometimes people are like, I, I could feel Jesus inside of me and like giving me the strength to get through this thing I got through. And I go, no, that feeling that you had inside, that was courage. You mustered that up yourself. And if you did that while you were talking to an imaginary guy in the sky, great, but you got yourself there. And, and what I feel like in religion is people do these things and they're quick to credit God for it. And, and to me, it's like, that was you. You got yourself through that because that's all there is. You did it. Why are you crediting someone else? I think that's the step towards self-improvement is realizing you could do anything you believe in and you stick your mind to. But for different reasons, right? The greatest gift that God ever gave to man was free will, right? So if God gives you free will, so like here's the thing with the Bible, right? And when people tell me that God has a plan and everything's laid out, well, then why would he give us free will? That makes no sense, right? That's a contradiction, Right. That, that yep. makes absolutely no sense. And by the way, we know we have free will because God told us he gave it to us in the Bible. If you believe in that. So right. what are, which one are you believing? That's my question, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe that God gave us free will. So logically, you can't have a plan for me and have me a predestined, you know, uh, uh, life and then give me free will to screw it up. Because that's not predestined. You see what I'm watch, saying? Yeah, watch me move the goalposts. Exactly. So God knows exactly the kind of person you're going to be and what you're going to do with your free will. Exactly. Field goal. Exactly. So, mm. so I agree that, you know, courage is something that I came up with. Right? What I credit God for it's just being there for me. It's just somebody that I know and can depend on that will never not pick up that phone. Will never not return a text message. Will never not not listen to me. Do you know what I'm saying? I texted God about four years ago, bro. And he's still, still waiting. Nothing, nothing doing. No phone calls. No, you know who has gotten back to me? You have. Yes, I have, and I always will. But I appreciate that. But no, I, I, that's just what I. That's just what I believe, and that's what I care about, and that's what I. That's what gets me through. Nowadays, and that's what I need, and that may you know what, and it's not a bad thing. And maybe that's what a lot of people need, right? Because think about this here, Joe. We're in probably one of the most hectic, most clown-ish, most 
ridiculous election cycles we'll probably ever be in. <laughs> right? I mean, this election cycle is, we are in for a wild, wild ride. Right? I don't know if you know this. A couple months ago, there was the big TikTok trend where women were like, how often do you think about the Roman Republic? And I'm one of those people who thinks about it every day. Um, I know a lot about the fall of the Roman Empire. And I have to assume there's parallels <laughs> between that and where we are right now. Uh, and it's not great. We're not in a great place. No, we're not. Uh, we and, 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 and it's, it's for that reason and that reason only that I, I, I hope and pray I don't, uh, but that I wish that we could as a country come together and be like, that's messed up. We all agree. Like, yeah. Like let's, it's stunning that we're not on the same page on a lot of things. And I feel like a lot of it's reactive. It's a lot of it's, you know, if the Democrats like something, you got to hate it, bro. If the Republicans well, do something, I got to hate it. And it's like, that's why are we doing this? That's exactly what I wanted to get into for a second here, right? For the next, and for the next 10 months, you're, we're going to hear nothing but the words Nazi, white supremacy, right? We're going to hear save the Republic, the end of democracy. We're going to hear socialism and communism, right? Those are the seven words that you're going to hear most in the next 10 months, right? And you want to know why people need God? Because those are the next, for the next 10 months, those are the seven words you're going to hear most. Not a one of them is pretty encouraging. Not a one of them is anybody looking forward to. Now, any one of those seven or anybody celebrating, none of us are celebrating, not any of us. But that's what we're going to hear for the next 10 months. And it's it, going it's, to get discouraging. And I want everybody to remember that this country is a great country that is worth fighting for. And whether you're a Nazi, you're a white supremacist, you hate democracy, you're a socialist, you're a communist, guess what? You're never going to be as strong as the United States Constitution. It has withstood the test of time. It withstood Trump. It withstood Obama. It's going to withstand Biden. Calm down. Let's get through this election cycle because I can honestly believe I can see a lot of this old guard crap coming to an end very soon. We can talk about that soon. That that would be, Jim, What and, and I want to talk about that maybe next episode we can get into that, this idea. And, and this is what I'm saying, dude. I think the Republican party needs to take a step forward. Again, you're always going to be conservative and have your conservative values. I think it's time for Republicans to stop looking at progressiveness as a negative thing to stop talking about socialism and, and, and confusing it with communism. They're, they're not one in the same. Again, the socialism that, that Democrats are talking about is the kind they do in Europe. It's not, what they do in Cuba and Venezuela. If, if we were all just being honest with each other about what's what, um, I, I, I think as a country we could move forward and it could be, it could just be two parties where you got people that are more conservative and people that are more liberal. But the idea that we push the country forward wouldn't seem like 
you're destroying my country. I hate you, you know, or uh, you're trying to pull us back to the 1950s. Come on with that. Let's get on the same page and let's figure things out. I I wish I had an applaud button. I do on my running on the radio. Show. <laughs> I don't have one here. I gotta make one. We gotta install one here. Yeah, that was, that was well said, Joe. I mean, I know you gotta get going. So I'm, we're gonna wrap this up real quick. So thank you very much. Thank you for uh to our sponsors for Joe Aguirre. I am Jimmy J saying thank you, good night, and God bless.